This is the Thursday, March 24th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folgerman and Anita Marks with you on this Thursday morning and with it being Thursday, that means the NCAA tournament continues, Anita. We got a couple of games tonight that we can dive into, at least uh, four of them, in fact, uh, as four teams will advance to the Elite Eight. So let's run through these one by one and give our thoughts on how we're approaching each of those. We'll start with the number one overall seed out west. That's Gonzaga against Arkansas. This is a matchup uh, where Gonzaga is favored by nine and a half, ten. It's getting pretty big. Uh, for the Zag, got a total of 154 and a half. Uh, what's your thoughts on how you're approaching the, the Razorbacks and the Bulldogs? Yeah, listen, I, I jumped on this at eight and a half. Um, I wouldn't play this over 11, but I do like Gonzaga. If you can get them under 11, I would play it. Also, I like the over here at 154 and a half. You know, a really impressive win for them against, against Memphis. I mean, you know, let, let's go back a few days. Memphis came out to play. And Gonzaga came out the second half, Tyler, and it's like they just they flipped a switch and they it's like, all right, listen, you know, we can't dilly dally anymore. We need to bring our A game. Drew Timmy, huge performance, 25 points, shooting 60 percent. So I just you know, as we know, there's a reason why Gonzaga is number one seed overall. They're the best team, in my opinion, in the tournament. I have selected them to, to go all the way and to win it. Arkansas. OK, listen, I had it. I had Vermont upsetting them. You know, their path to where they are right now in the Sweet 16, not really impressive, to be quite frank. Vermont and New Mexico State, I think, uh, you know, Note has is, is gotten into foul trouble. Um, I can see that happening again. And matchup-wise, Arkansas is not good um, with the pick and roll. And so, you know, that's one thing that Gonzaga has been has struggled with when they do go up against a team that's, that's, that really runs that pick and roll extremely well. And it's not something that Arkansas does. So, uh, matchup wise, I just, I think Gonzaga is going to, here's another what last thing is Gonzaga has started out slow. Like, I, I think an interesting bet could be like, you know, you want to play Arkansas, then play him, then play him like, you know, play him in the first, the first half or, you know, if, if, and I'm not sure what the lines are out there in regard to like, you know, the first five minutes, the first, you know, the first 10 minutes, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I think Gonzaga rolls here big time. Um, and so again, I, I got them at minus eight and a half. I would play them over 11. Yeah, it's certainly steaming uh, the Zags' way. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points with Arkansas. I'm on the other side of this one. Um, the Zags, they're 0 and 2 ATS in this uh, tournament. I think they're 1 8 and 1 ATS in their last 10 games. And, and obviously, they're a great team. They may be the best in the country, but I think the markets and the public at large uh, just look at how talented, how great this team has been over the last two years. And they're getting a little too much respect 
from the bookmakers. So I think they're the better team than Arkansas, but I think a, a, a more appropriate or fair line should be the Zags like minus seven, something like that. Arkansas, you know, I think Eric Musselman thrives in the underdog role as well. So I think they're actually going to play better now that they're not expected to win. Um, and that's just a lot of points. Tens a lot. The back door will be wide open. Um, I think Arkansas can win the game. I mean, you know, if they play this game 100 times, I think Arkansas can win it at least, you know, 15, 20 times. Um, so 10 just a little bit too much for me because the Zags, I don't think, are as dominant with their roster this year that they were a season ago on their way to the uh, national championship game. So just too many points for me. I'm going to back Arkansas. The winner of that Zags-Razorbacks uh, matchup, will face the winner of Duke and Texas Tech. So we've had chalk in this uh, West region. Uh, Duke the two seed, Texas Tech the three seed. This is now kind of a pick em. Uh Texas Tech uh, was favored. Now it's swinging to a pick em, and it might end up being Duke is favored because of how public they are. By the time this game tips off, we got a total of 137 and a half. Anita, how are you approaching Duke, Texas Tech? I love Texas Tech. Um, defense wins championships and, and they've got the number one defense in, in this tournament. They force turnovers. They play a, a great half court style of offense that I think is really going to take Duke out of their element. And let's be honest. And this is the biggest criticism about Duke coming into the tournament is uh, no bueno and on, on the defensive side of the court. Uh, so um, I just, I, I just, I love Texas tech in this situation. Um, yeah. And, and, and one more thing, like, again, just looking at matchups here, um, they're strong off the boards, especially offensive rebounding, and they're great in transition. And that's one thing that, that Duke struggles against, especially their defense. Yeah, I, I know the Bear likes Texas Tech as well. I think Texas Tech matches up well with Duke. I think they are more likely to impose um, their style to this game script. They're more likely to dictate how this game is played rather than Duke. So instead of picking a side, I'll just uh, play the under 137 and a half. I think tech is um, allowing an average of 57 and a half points uh, to their opposition in this tournament. Um, we know they're not very fast. I think they're paced in the two forties. Duke's not overly fast, even though they're a little quicker than uh, Texas tech. They're like 174th in the nation this season in pace. So it's not like they play terribly fast. And I think tech is more likely to dictate the pace and the style of this game. They want to muck it up. They want to play physical. They want to hammer Duke and beat on them. So um, as long as the, the whistles aren't tacky, ticky-tacky for Duke, um, I like this game going under the total of 137, 137 and a half with Tech kind of dictating how it's played. All right, let's move to the South region now where Arizona and Houston, that may end up being the best game of the tournament, even though it's taking place in the uh, Sweet 16. Uh, this is a matchup of – you know, a team in Arizona that a lot of people, I think, have winning it. And Houston has looked as impressive through the first two games of this tournament, I think, as any team that's still remaining. So Arizona favored by a point, point and a half. Got a total of 145 and a half. How are you looking at Wildcats and Cougs? I love Houston in this matchup. Top five, top 15, both in offensive and defensive efficiency. Um, they're only allowing teams to score 30, 61 points per game. They block shots. They're a well-balanced offense. They've got the size. They've got the athleticism. They look great against Illinois. And not to take anything away from Arizona, listen, high-power offense. I know they had a scare against TCU. They've got size in the paint. They're physical. They've got speed. But they needed, they, they needed overtime to win and beat TCU. And more importantly, and I buried the lead here, Tyler, to me, I just, you know, they're so young. 
And I think as, 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 as the tournament progresses and, and it's Sweet 16 and, and Elite 8 and, and whatnot, I just, I, I think that immaturity and, and, and that, that young makeup of the team, you know, when you don't have like a true senior uh, unit to really kind of like lead the way, I, I think it's going to hurt Arizona. So um, I, I love Houston here. I like Houston getting the points uh, and, and I'll play them on the money line as well. Yeah, I I don't love this game. I think it's the hardest to handicap because both teams are great. Uh, so here's here's how I'm approaching it. I picked Arizona to win it all in my bracket. So today I'll bet Houston uh, plus the points to hedge against that. That's pretty much <laughs> the gist of it for me. So that's um, smart. It, that's smart. Uh, that's just that's just where I'm at. I think it's going to be a great game. Both teams they may be the two best teams overall in the entire tournament. So uh, I think it's going to be a great game. But for the um, purposes of how my bracket is laid out. Uh, if I had Houston winning it all, I'd pick Arizona in this game. I have Arizona winning it all, so I'll just take the points with Houston or play them on the money line strictly as a hedge. Winner of that game gets the winner of Villanova and Michigan. That's a 2-11 Ooh. matchup. Nova favored by five points over Michigan, total of 135 and a half. Anita, what do you like? Yeah, this is the one game that I'm, uh, you know, I have I have a lean towards Villanova, right? Like, um, I expected Michigan to go down to Colorado state and they didn't. And then, um, and then they played so well against Tennessee. And so they've really, they've really impressed me here, but Villanova in the last five years has the best record in this tournament in the last five years. And a lot of that is Jay, Wright. You can argue uh, best coach in, in, in college basketball right now. You know, he's got five players that average anywhere between 12 to 17 points a game. So you talk about, you know, a team being really balanced. He has it in regard to like, there's not just like one superstar that can't foul out. Or if that one superstar has a bad night, then, you know, the team is in the crapper. Uh, you know, it's not like that with this team. It's just, you know, they've, they've got they've got a lot of instead of having that one superstar power, they've got a lot of really good players that contribute each and every time they step on the court. Um, they have a better turnover ratio. They're better at the free throw line. Um, so I, I just, I, for all those reasons, I've got to lean towards, uh, towards Villanova. I, I, last I saw it was four and a half. Is that still the line, Tyler? Five, I think is where we're at right now. If you can find four and a half, obviously, if you're a Vill Villanova backer, that is advantageous, but uh, I'm seeing five. Yeah. I, here's, here's what, here's how I think this is going to play out. And you tell me what, how game script, how you think. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to come to the wire. And then like the last two minutes of the game, I think Villanova is going to, they're free. Like they just, they do not miss from the free throw line. Right. Like, like, I don't, I don't know what Jay Wright, uh, what water he has them drinking. <laughs> um, they're, they're in Pennsylvania, but, yeah. um, but they just, they just, so I just, I, I think at the, I, I think, you know, in the final minutes, I think Villanova pulls away on the free throw line. So I'll, I'll lay the points with Villanova. Yeah, that was the exact same handicapping that the Bear gave yesterday on bet. Um, he likes Villanova just because he thinks the, it'll be a close game and they'll pull away late with those uh, free throws to uh, get mm -hmm. the cover. I'm on the other side, though. Uh, I'm going to take the points in my pocket with Michigan. Um, they have been, uh, outside of Houston, maybe even more so than Houston, the most impressive team in this tournament. You look at their win against Colorado State, they were favored by uh, two points in that game, and they ended up winning by... I think 10 or 12. Then you look at the game against Tennessee, which Tennessee was a lot of people's darling. They were seven and a half point underdogs. They won that game uh, by eight points. So, you know, they have absolutely obliterated the uh, closing line 
uh, against each of these opponents. And both those opponents were good. I liked Colorado State. They were a good team. They had a good resume. Tennessee, I know Rick Barnes is their coach, but man, they looked awesome all throughout the SEC. Michigan, I did not know this. I didn't realize this, but we showed it on yesterday's Daily Wager. They had the fourth shortest odds in all of the nation preseason to win the NCAA tournament coming into the season. So I know they're an 11 seed, but prior to this year, like if this matchup was supposed to happen in the tournament, I think it'd be closer to like a two point spread based on what the expectation for Michigan was. So maybe they are just one of those teams that is finding their rhythm. They're getting the momentum at just the right time. How often have we seen an 11 seed in recent years kind of like play their way in and then just go on a run because they get hot. Maybe Jawan Howard and that dust up with Wisconsin kind of galvanized this team. But I think five is just being a little disrespectful to how good Michigan was supposed to be coming into this season, how well they're playing right now and the momentum that they're carrying into this matchup. So listen, you don't make money betting against Jay Wright and Villanova in the NCAA tournament. So this could come back to backfire me, but right now my gut just tells me that Michigan is, um, it should probably be closer to three and a half, something like that to be true to where these teams are at right now. So I'll, take the points with Michigan and because I think they can win the game outright if they keep playing the way they have um and, and I'll take a five-point head start on, wow on the there. so so you and I are you are you, this this rarely happens for us Tyler you and I are on the opposite <laughs> side in Arkansas Gonzaga Michigan Villanova um Texas Tech and Duke and well, actually, you're playing. You're playing the under. You're not playing yeah. the side there. And I agree yeah. with and you. And I do like under. tech. I, I I do like tech in, in that game. Okay. So I'm sorry, Boo. It's not what I like to do. But uh, no, no. And listen, it's all listen. It's listen. <laughs> hey, at the end at the end of the day, it's a Sweet 16. These yep. teams are good. Anything they wouldn't have happen. gotten here if they're not yeah. good. Like right. like right. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. I mean, you know, yep. people who are waging on these games need to understand that. Like, you know, uh, and we're dealing with 18, 19 year old with all the respect boys, like, yep. you know, I yep. don't know. Do we know, do we know what they did last night, Tyler? Do they know, did they make, <laughs> yeah, so right. Very, you know, is, right. I mean, very, very on. fair. Like, I mean, just, just, you know, eyes wide open going in when you're, when you're wagering on college stuff, please. I think there'll be good games. I like the matchups though. I think Thursday's uh, four games will be, at least be entertaining uh, for the fans, whether you're wagering on the game or not. Uh, real quickly, do you want to move to the NBA? It's kind of a light, five-game slate, a few thoughts that I have. Um, Memphis Grizzlies are just on a roll. They're hosting the Indiana Pacers, whether or not John Morant is in the lineup or not. I do like the Grizzlies, kind of their team total over. It's a big number they're laying, 12, 12 and a half, but it doesn't really scare me. If you'd rather do the first half, I, I get that. But Memphis is just a – they're one of those teams that doesn't play down to the level of their opponent. When they get the, you know, bottom – third of the NBA, especially when they get them at home, they hammer them. So I know 12 was a lot. And uh, whether Ja is playing or not, it's almost like at this point, you don't want Ja playing because Anita, I don't know if you've seen, they're 15 and two this year without Ja Morant and their <laughs> offensive, defensive and net rating when they are playing without Ja Morant, if that was their season averages, all three of them will be first in the NBA. I think it just speaks to the depth of this team. Um, obviously, they want Ja for the playoffs, but when he's not there in the regular season, especially against the worst teams, there is no drop-off with Memphis at all. So against the Pacers team that going through a rebuild, they kind of stink. Um, I will definitely uh, – I'm not afraid to lay it. Another one that's interesting to me is the Bulls on the road against the Pelicans. The Pelicans are two-point favorites. 
There's no Brandon Ingram likely for the Pelicans. DeMar DeRozan popped up as questionable as well on the injury report. But I kind of like the Pelicans here, and that's strictly a bet against Chicago because Chicago stinks on the road. Since January 1st, Anita, they're 5-14 and 14 straight up on the road. They Their only wins on the road have come against the likes of Detroit, Washington, OKC, Indiana. Like Charlotte, I think, is the best team they've beaten in the calendar year in 2022 on the road. So I know the Pelicans aren't great, but they're actually a pretty decent team at home. They have a winning ATS record. Their cover margin per game at home is actually fourth best in the NBA, which shocked me. So I will, uh, you know, a light little dabble on the Pelicans uh, at home just because it's more of a, a play against the, uh, the the Bulls in this spot who have just been dreadful on the road this season. So those are two games that interest me. There's some, there's kind of some news that uh, is breaking. I know the Cleveland Toronto game as of recording right now is off the board. So it looks like there is going to be some injury news there. I, I don't know if this happened or not. Let me check because the, um, it looks like uh, Giannis is going to be out tonight for the bucks against the Washington wizards. Yeah, that, that that's official Giannis and Chris Middleton will be out. Uh, so that line's dropped from like bucks minus 12 to, Bucks at home minus nine and a half against an awful Wizards team. So it looks like it's going to be a fluid day is what I'm trying to say in the NBA. Um, two quick notes here. Uh, I don't have any NBA plays for today, but just to look forward, um, I'm sure you saw the argument that happened with Eric Spolstra yeah. and, yes, and, and Jimmy Butler, which by the way, I, I don't know, Tyler, if you know this, but, um, but Eric is a, is, is a friend of mine. When I was living down in Miami, Eric was the, the tape guy. For 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 the Heat, for the and heat, every yeah. Tuesday, for every every Tuesday, he would put together a run Tuesday night at at the Heat facility. And Jenny Busek, who used to be one of the assistant coaches for the Soul, the women's WNBA team, is a very dear friend of mine. And so I'd play pick up basketball with Eric every Tuesday night. So Eric is a dear friend of mine. That is that is not that is that last night. That is not the Eric Spolstra I know. I've never seen him that heated. And I just share that just to say. Um, watch out. The Knicks are going to be taking on the heat tomorrow night, Friday night. I would, I don't, the line's not out yet, but I'm going to be all over the, I'm going to be all over the heat. The heat. Oh, like, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Oh man. I, I, like I mean, after, after that, yeah. After, after, after what happened there and knowing my guy E, I'm telling you, uh, you know, the, the Nick, this is the Knicks schedule wise, uh, uh, sorry, like you know, you're 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 getting the heat down there in South Florida on the wrong night, baby. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I'm, I, agree. I'm I think they're gonna respond. As soon, as soon as that line hits, I'm on it. And yeah. also, great news for the Nets. And I'm sure you've heard that. Sure, yes. I don't know when this news broke. If you talked about it on Daily Wager yesterday, and that is, you know, the the, uh, the mayor here in New York City has lifted the vaccine uh, mandate. So that means Kyrie Irving now is going to be able to not only attend, but play in games here in Brooklyn. So I'm just throwing it out there. The Nets to win the championship now, it's, it's plus 450. The Suns are still favored at plus 290. But now that Kyrie Irving, having arguably one of his best seasons of his career, um, hopefully Ben Simmons will be active and attractive soon. I don't know. And now that, now that Kyrie won't miss any playoff games, the Nets at plus 450 could be some value there. Yeah. We're going to talk about that actually today on Daily Wager, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2, back to our normal spot. But yeah, that's big news, obviously. So we're going to talk about those Nets futures in the Eastern Conference and uh, the, the, the NBA as a whole. 
I will just give you a little tease. Um, I am I, I'm not bullish on the Nets, even with Kyrie being able to play. They are eight and eleven this year in games that Kyrie plays. So uh, they uh, to me, Ben Simmons is more important to unlocking their full potential because they could already score. They need a guy who can shut down uh, people on the other end, and I think Simmons can do that if he plays. So uh, I am uh, I like a lot of other teams in the Eastern Conference, especially given the price because they're the favorites out of the East. Um, and we'll discuss that today on Daily Wager. So tune in for uh, further um, commentary and analysis from all of us uh, when it, with that big news in the NBA. Because that is big news, Kyrie being able to play now, uh, not just uh, road games, but all games uh, that the Nets will participate in the rest of the way. All right. That was a uh, thorough Thursday edition of the Daily Wager podcast from Tyler and Anita. Uh, please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow or subscribe if you're enjoying the show. That helps out tremendously. And we hope to help you out with your wagers each and every day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. <laughs>